0: Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Expected bad news today. Uh, Canada's economy shrank at the fastest pace on record in the second quarter as consumer spending, business investment, imports, exports, everything all dried up because of COVID-19. To shed some light on this and give us some perspective, Marvin Ryder joins us, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University. Good morning, Marvin. How are you today? I'm
1: fine, thank you. Certainly better than the economy
0: was. Well, yeah, and and listen, which is why I lean on you for some clarity on all these sorts of situations. I I have a a, a little bit of knowledge about this, and my my guess is uh, if you close the businesses down, spending usually goes down, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Okay. I was right. About that and then, okay. you send all the consumers See, home and told them to, to not leave their homes, that also declines as well. There you go. Well, I wouldn't blame you and anyone else for being quite confused today about what Stats Canada is telling you, because they released two different sets of data. The first was the specific GDP numbers, gross domestic product numbers, for the month of June, and then because June was the last month of the second quarter, they released the second quarter's data. And you have two quite different stories here. For the quarter, we had the record drop in GDP, the biggest drop since it's been recorded in 1961, so that's roughly 60 years. In that quarter alone, from April till June, the gross domestic product declined 11.5%. If you turn that into an annual number, that means it was declining at the rate of nearly 39%. Just terrible, terrible numbers. But that's what you expect when you shut things down. If I zoom in, though, just on the month of June, it had the single largest jump in GDP. It was one of the best months we've ever seen. And it really shows you how big of a hole we dug back in March and April when we told people to stay home and locked everything down. Even though May's numbers were positive and June's numbers were positive, the hole was so deep that for the quarter it still remained negative. And yet, we see this momentum in June, and we expect when we get July's numbers in a month, again, that momentum coming. So we've turned it around. We're clawing our way out of the hole, but boy, did we dig ourselves a big hole back in in March and April.
0: The rebound aspect of this is uh, something that, well, let's face it, the opposition parties aren't going to talk about, but I mean, the potential seems there. I, I remember, I guess it was a couple of months ago now, Marvin, You, we had a conversation, you and I, about the employment numbers, which understandably, you know, went, went way off, off the charts uh, because of the shutdown and everything. But you cautioned us at the time, said these businesses will start to reopen, and that those numbers will go down. Well, I, I, are we getting the same sense here that, yeah, these numbers are problematic, uh, but we seem to be, as you say, crawling out of the hole. And, and Uh, can can the recovery be as fast as the downfall?
1: Yeah. Well, those are really good questions, Bill. Uh, Let me me maybe give you a little context. What we had debated about at the time was whether the economy would follow what we call a V-shape, that we'd have uh, a slide down and then a bounce back up, and would it be symmetrical? In other words, would we rise back up as fast as we went down? Last Friday, we had data on retail sales. And lo and behold, in the month of June, retail sales were actually stronger than they were in February, which means that we had a perfect bounce. It went down and perfectly bounced up. as a perfect V-shape. If we look at unemployment data, we've got uh, July's numbers. Next Friday, we get August data. It's been what we call a tilted V. The drop-down was sharper than the bounce back up. And, and I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and predict that when you see the unemployment data next Friday, it'll be back to single digits but high single digits probably unemployment around nine nine and a half percent we still have a ways to go to get full employment and the gdp numbers the same thing while may and june were good we didn't bounce back completely so there is a bit of a tilt to this and all of these numbers have a big asterisk beside them and that is called the fall you know that we've got a big event coming up now in about ten days that's when the elementary and secondary schools go back to session And and there are swamis out there predicting every possible outcome from no bounce at all that this will all go smoothly and we'll see no bounce in the COVID numbers and thus we'll have dodged that bullet completely through to the American scenario where all hell seems to break loose. And that's what everyone's holding their breath about now. We've seemed to have uh, reopened the economy, got retail stores back, consumers back spending, everything seems to be going according to plan as long as we don't get a second wave of COVID, and that's the big question as we head to the fall.
0: Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, we just talked about that before you joined us here, about the educational aspect. You know, parents are concerned that, you know, I'm, am I going to go back to work and then two weeks later have to leave again because they have to shut the school down or send my child home for 14 days or whatever the case might be. That, that That reflects on the business community too, doesn't it? I mean, they don't know how this is going to go.
1: Well, nobody knows how it goes. So start first with the government. You know, it was just last week that the federal government extended the CERB for another month to September 26th. Uh, they are hoping, if this is now, you know, we're crawling our way out of this, that they can bring the CERB to an end and swing whoever is still unemployed to employment insurance. But the reason they went to September 26th is that will give them three weeks to observe what's going on in the schools and bill again let me be candid if if things do not go well if the reopening of the schools do not go well then expect the surf to be continued and new innovations on the fly as we go forward if it does go well in other words we reopen the schools and there is no noticeable bounce in the covid numbers then i think this transition to ei will go according to plan but we again every time we reopen we just don't know so far three waves of reopening no significant bounce back the numbers in canada remain wonderful, and certainly in comparison to the united states but we sit and watch the united states where rather than getting under control things continue to seem to spin out of out of control a thousand people die in the states every day due to covid that's what we worry about in canada yesterday four people so you know we're clearly in a much better situation but Will the schools send us in that wrong direction? We just don't know.
0: Well, and you know, I I'm a glasses half full sort of a guy, and I like to think that you know our numbers are much better than south of the border simply because a lot of us are following the rules. Uh, we are social distancing. I mean, I remember having a conversation with you at the beginning of the summer, saying I hardly see anybody wearing masks. Now everybody does, of course, because it's mandated in most places. But people are complying. Not so much down south of the border. And, and but again, you're right. The wild card is what's going to happen in the school environment with the kids. I want to ask you something else, though, and it's something every time we have these numbers, you and I uh, get into this element because I think it's so very important consumer confidence Uh, businesses are starting to open not just restaurants but other businesses as well are we spending money again
1: Uh, well again that's a mixed story if you look at the data that came out in june um, we were spending a bit more in june on its own and we were starting to buy cars again we're starting to get them repaired because we're starting to get back into the work environment what have you but the amazing thing in that second quarter of this year was that more consumers, rather than spend money, were actually saving. And you know, we've talked about this before, Canada's high debt loads, uh, they've actually come down because when people said, well, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to go to the stores, but many people were still getting incomes. Not everybody was unemployed. Those who got income said, well, rather than eating out, we'll, we'll cook up, we'll make our own food, and uh, the extra money we'll put towards savings. So uh, we've seen a, a little bump up in savings. Again, the question is... Will we go back to our our higher spending ways as we go forward? And so far, the answer seems to be yes, that uh, this was, again, a temporary change in our behavior, that we all seem to want to go back to the way we behaved before COVID-19. And so I think confidence so far has been coming back, but uh, we aren't there. You know, if, if it, uh, confidence was 100, I'd say we're probably at 93, 94 and again, this whole thing about schools is the last piece to give consumers that perfect confidence as we go into the Christmas season, obviously the biggest buying season of the year.
0: Well, and this is one of the things that I found rather interesting, too. We were just talking about, you know, it's the end of August, and invariably in in normal times, quote-unquote, we would be inundated on radio and television uh, with, you know, back-to-school sales and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Go to Staples for this. I'm not seeing much of that. Uh, You know, schools are opening, but not the same way that we thought they were going to. And, and I'm wondering what kind of an impact that's going to have on the economy. I mean, we used to spend. As a matter of fact, you and I have talked about the fact that we're probably spending beyond our means. It's one of the reasons we, we were so concerned about debt in this country. Uh, but we I, I, I don't see a whole lot of that. I, I just talked to a friend of mine who's in automobile sales, and she says it's it's tough. Yeah. There were, the people are buying, but not like they did a year ago. Yeah, so
1: again, it varies across the industries. The housing industry, the people who sell houses, tell you that the market has been tremendously buoyant. The people seem to, once they were allowed to get out of their current homes, they were starting to be interested in buying new homes and upgrading. Back to school is the second biggest retail season, and you're right. I haven't seen the flyers quite the same way, but it may also be uh, what people are buying to go back to school. So you used to buy... Pencil cases and and, uh, backpacks, what have you. Now maybe you're buying more personal protective equipment and and masks and what have you. I think consumers are really quite confused about what they should be buying for back-to-school. So, yeah, my gut feeling is the numbers are going to be a little worse on the back-to-school spending spree. But uh, on the other hand, consumers are spending their money in different places. We know that retail sales uh, have bounced back uh... that they are trying to put money back into the economy to the extent they have money to do so let's again not sugarcoat this if even if i'm right in canada's unemployment rate is nine nine and a half percent that's still much higher than it was at the start of the year when it was around five percent and and all those extra people unemployed have to put a little ding uh... in the economy and what it does but given what how how deep the shutdown was remember we really did just crank everything back it is amazing that we've been able to turn on as many lights, get as much stuff back as we have. At this point, this is really not a not a W economy, not a U-shaped economy, it really is a V-shaped bounce back. It is going, as the Bank of Canada has said, the closest it had to its
0: best case scenario. You just touched on one of the things that we are buying, which I find fascinating, uh, given the fact that we're pretty nervous as, as consumers these days, uh, the housing market uh, apparently is doing quite well. As a matter of fact, the Hamilton numbers, I'm told, are some of the best in the country right now. So, you know, if three months ago we weren't spending money at all. Now we're making the, usually the biggest purchase any, anybody could make. We're buying houses and we're spending an awful lot of money doing it. The prices are going off the charts again.
1: We are. Now, why is that? Uh, The interest rates, the amounts you have to pay on a mortgage is some of the lowest numbers we've ever seen in Canadian history. Uh, Interest rates are low. The Bank of Canada made them low to try to help stimulate the economy to keep something moving during this difficult time. And, And I think as we head into the fall, you're going to see the Bank of Canada start to raise those interest rates again. The overnight rate charged by the Bank of Canada is just half a percent. That means many people can go out and get a mortgage in the two and a half, maybe two and three quarters percent range Uh, at one time in my life i held a mortgage that was at fourteen percent i know what interest rates had been at one time two and a half percent is just an amazingly low number and it sings that siren call that if you can afford to buy a house you're interested in doing so but i'll also say that won't last and assuming there's no second wave again i have to always do that because it's a big assumption I think you're going to start to see interest rates go up right after Labor Day. That's when Bank of Canada sets it the next, and then there's another setting in October. I think those interest rates that we've had so low are going up. So you've got people saying, I'm going to take advantage of this while I can.
0: What's that going to do? And I I know we're speculating here and and probably sending shockwaves to some people that say, we can't afford an interest rate hike right now. Uh, Nobody can. There's never a good time to do that as far as consumers are concerned. But if we're trying to crawl out of this hole and get the economy moving, higher interest rates are going to stall the spending, isn't it?
1: Well, it would if they were going to do a big jump. When I say I think they're going to start to increase, them, it's to go from a half a percent to three-quarters of a percent. I don't think it's going to be anything more than a quarter percent jump. But it actually is important because it gives you some, uh, if I'm the Bank of Canada, by starting to raise them, if you can get to a higher level, then you've got a little wiggle room in case there's any economic shocks in year 2021. We don't know what's going to happen this fall with the American election. We don't know... But that's then going to lead, to uh, if Mr. Trump were reelected, for instance, we've already seen him put tariffs on Canadian aluminum, maybe he would be buoyed by a re-election and suddenly put tariffs on the Canadian steel, or, or who knows what Mr. Trump might do. If I'm the Bank of Canada, I need some wiggle room, and I'd like to increase them a little, but they're not going to jump them by a full percentage point. Uh, it'll just be a slow, gradual rise, and it's really a signal that the economy is getting stronger and thus doesn't need all of the support. The, the flip side of everything that they're doing is the worry of what's called inflation. If everyone starts going out and spending again or borrowing to spend again, suddenly we may have a huge amount of inflation, and we don't want that either. So uh, uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada, uh, Tiff Macklin, has to walk a very fine line here.
0: What about investment? Uh, that's one of the key things that they talked about with this uh, report today. Business investment was down, obviously, in that second quarter. Uh, again we're talking about confidence not consumer confidence necessarily, but investor confidence is that starting to come back
1: yeah but it varies by segment so uh... there are there are some markets which uh... uh there's been tremendous confidence on what we're looking for in particular is uh... international trade are we are we getting back there and it's worth noting that these numbers don't uh, are not just indicative of what's going on in canada but around the world in fact Uh, As bad as our second quarter data looks, it was worse in Britain, it was worse in Germany, it was worse in France. Those shutdowns happened around the world, and we need the world to be coming back. It is coming back, and so we're starting to see some businesses talk about uh, investing uh, after freezing all investment for a period of roughly four or five months. Uh, The biggest hit in Canada certainly would be the energy sector, and we have seen oil prices creep now around $42 a barrel. Bill, you'll remember, I think it was at one point in um, in March where you couldn't give oil away at one mm-hmm. point. Prices even went negative on a barrel of oil. So $42 is great. That shows some confidence. If I'm Alberta, I would tell you I'd like to see that oil price get up a little higher, maybe $45, $46 a barrel. And yes, I know that means a little sticker shock at the pump for the rest of us. But uh, if you want to see... Uh, All that investment return, we need to have those prices continue to rise. But so far, it's doing that. And the Canadian dollar, of all things, Bill, is trading at around 76 cents U.S., 76 cents U.S. Uh, Typically, the Canadian dollar is below 75 it, again, shows something about the economy that people are saying that they think Canada is doing a pretty good job with its economy, certainly in comparison to the United States. So, you know, we're watching all of this. There's lots of good news out there, and we just need to see it sustained as we head into the fall.
0: Well, to your point, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, we're in a deep hole. There's a lot of company in that hole. Just about every other country is this. I'm getting the sense from what you're saying that we're maybe a step ahead of some of these other people in the recovery.
1: Yeah, I like the way you phrase that. We're we're not a a block ahead or a mile ahead. But we are a step or two ahead, and, and I think as the world looks at what Canada did, and I know this is hard because we're inside the country, and, and we didn't do it perfectly by a stretch of the imagination, but as the world looks at what we've done around COVID and how we've handled it all, and also with our economy, I think most of the world thinks we've done a pretty darn good job with all of this, and that's why we are a few steps ahead of many of the other G7 nations or the OECD nations in, in terms of recovering, But, again, the whole thing is we go into the fall, we just cannot have a second wave. And if we do have a second wave, we cannot do a broad-based shutdown. So I I think what you're going to hear in the fall with the schools reopening will probably be some outbreaks. There will be little pockets, and we'll treat them as pockets and do very deep, important things in those areas. But we probably won't go to another broad-based shutdown with this disease. At least that's the hope as we head into the fall.
0: Absolutely. Marvin Ryder at the DeGroote School of Business. As always, Marvin, thanks so much for this. Have a great weekend. I will. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.